Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. Uh, just before you know the episode gets started and stuff, I just want to say this is part two of two episodes. Um, so, you know, listen to the first episode, I think it was released last week. Um, we ended the last episode talking about movies and whatnot, but, you know, with this one we just get straight back into it, talking about travelling and society and culture, that sort of thing. Um, at some point, I believe it's in this uh, podcast, it might have been mentioned in the other one, if that's the case, I do apologise, because I don't listen to the, all the podcasts all the way through all the time, because, you know, we have to talk in them loads and edit them and whatnot. Um, but we talk about this video by, I think it's Prince Ear. Um, it's either Prince E or it's spelt Prince E-A and it's this motivational video that me and TJ talk about a little bit um, and, and it's fantastic really it's about five or six minutes long I believe uh, it's on YouTube and I've linked it down below uh, in all the you know usual places um, on all the podcast um, descriptions it should say in there and on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube it'll, I'll put the link in there as well um, yeah and then the, the next week's episode is with my buddy Alex um, we talk about movies and stuff in the next episode like a whole hour of it so if you like the the 10 minute movie talk at the end of the previous one then you know i've got another one coming up after that um yeah i think it's about everything so yeah thanks again for everyone listening uh please like us on facebook um subscribe on youtube follow on instagram subscribe on all the you know sort of podcast apps and that sort of stuff because it does actually it does really help so yeah thanks for listening again guys and um yeah i'll just get into the episode Okay, so we were talking about, let me think, you were thinking, you are studying Mexican film cinema was the last thing I remember you talking about. Yeah. Um, you were in, where were you traveling? That was it. You were in, you were in Bangkok, then you went to... You, Chiang Mai. Yeah, and the, the festival. Yeah. What was after after the festival, after everyone was throwing water over each other and stuff like that? Oh, let's see. So how long, um, how long what, at what point was this? Was it only a couple of days in? Um, yeah, so maybe, well, the, I mean, the first day was amazing because i jumped i i i i turned to my friend jeremy and i was like hey i bet you wouldn't jump into the river and he yeah. was like Haha, bet you wouldn't so of course i did okay okay so i just like leapt into the river i kept my head above the water with the water i, I was i was smart about it yeah. um what but... was water so dirty it's just dirty it's just like stagnant leftover water in the middle of this river thing or is no, it no no it's 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 the it's the river itself but it's the issue with water out there it's uh, it's very unclean water like that's why you don't drink the tap water because you can get very ill yeah um yeah so it's it's just it's just disgusting water basically but i mean it's in the middle of a city as well and there's rats living around it and there's bats there as well you know that's blue droppings and stuff yeah, exactly. yeah so I, 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 I jumped straight in there and had a little splish splash um and then when i uh climbed out of there we they, everybody looked at me in disgust and we went about our day and pretended it didn't happen did you just um, not shower after that or anything or did someone throw water over you uh well i mean we were we had water being thrown over us anyway but when i got back to the uh to the little hotel hostel thing we were at i, I was i did stink so of course i took a shower okay. Okay. <laughs> um but yeah so that was that was that um, and then after Songkran, or well, during Songkran actually, um, we went to one of the elephant care sanctuaries. This is what I was talking about. I think I remember, yeah, because, um, yeah. yeah, I think you, I know where this is going because I think you told me about it a bit, but I'll, yeah. go ahead. Um, yeah, so we, uh, we went to one of the elephant care sanctuaries and it was absolutely stunning. Like, we, we chose the right one. They don't, they don't do any, um, champing there. There's no abuse of the elephants. You do not ride the elephants at this sanctuary. It's, uh, the BMP care project, elephant care project for anybody who wants to check it out. Um, and it's such a, 
such an otherworldly experience, to be honest, being face to face with an elephant. Cause these yeah. grand creatures. There was um, five of them at the sanctuary. There was um, uh, Laong Nao, Mali, who were the two sort of teenage almost yeah. um, elephants. And then there was the mother, Natalie, um, the matriarch. So the grandmother was uh, Ploy and the, and the little baby called Peanut. Oh man. yeah, <laughs> so the best one for last. Oh my god, and um, yeah, so we uh, had that sort of experience, and and actually the elephant ploy was, I don't know what it was. I don't know whether you know, you know, sometimes when you meet somebody, and you have that instant connection. It's yeah. like a, it's like a soul connection. That that's yeah. that's it's all like a soulmate. Right. You know, I felt that with. Which is gonna sound like the most hippie bullshit, but I I genuinely felt this like wonderful. She's barefoot right now, just so you guys know. Just and know. wearing baggy harem pants that I keep getting caught and tangled you're, in. You had a crystal on your necklace as well. Yeah, crystals. I've got a carved wolf, and uh, I've got an elephant on my t-shirt as well. Yeah, so she is full hippie. You know, oh, full so you hippie. Guys, a hippie am. traveler. You're gonna go <laughs> vegan. You're gonna go off traveling. You're gonna come back vegan. No, I went vegan for two weeks while I was away. And you did try. It. Hated you it. <laughs> so I got, I got no problem with anyone being vegan. That's kudos to them it's difficult yeah, it's, very difficult it's incredible that's yeah. i mean we the reason we went vegan i went um basically we met some canadian chicks out there and they were both vegan and we got along uh, you all just three really of them. them and kind of sleep with one of them no just be in the one of them was plan. married and on a honeymoon vegan, without her husband vegan vagina um no one of them was married and one of them was uh had a boyfriend back home and both of both of them actually did but i mean i wasn't trying to you know it was I'm, just I'm friendship just like, oh, no. but yeah, so these vegan chicks, and we got along really well with them, started travelling for a little while, and I was like, you know what, in support of you guys, because I, I appreciate the reason that why they were doing it. I've I, got I my totally own get. reasons for why I don't really agree with veganism, Okay, but in support of those girls, I was like, right, I, for the sake of trying it, and in support of you guys, yes, I'm going to go vegan. I'd lasted about two weeks, not even two weeks, I'm pretty sure I had cheese and stuff over that point, but I lasted about two weeks, and then we, I think we must have been sat like in in a restaurant, and I just ordered the fattest like bit of chicken, and nice. like it, it was it was good. Was that, <laughs> with with me, if I if I'm vegan or vegetarian, swapping the main when cooking at home and stuff like that, which obviously I do a lot, um, it's like eating at home. I could changing. Uh, there's a lot of corn, a corn stuff, which is really nice, like the corn mints and that sort of thing. And there's certain other uh, vegetarian options like uh, substitutes for meats, which you, I could probably quite fairly easily do it costs me a bit more money and stuff uh, but i'd have to take other supplements and stuff but the main issue i have with veganism or vegetarianism is the hardest part for me would be not the main meats it's all the little things it's like all the sweets that have got gelatin yeah. in it's all the products that have got dairy in it's all the things that have got egg in it and it's just like the list is so huge and it's like i do respect vegans who aren't going on about it all the time um, I do really respect them because it is a really difficult thing to do yes. and to be able to really be on top of it and stuff you know it's it's a it's a noble cause but I, I just I don't think I could I think it's yeah. too much if I was like super rich if I if I could like pay someone to kind of be my personal chef and they just cook like they sort out all my meals and stuff like that and like a personal trainer and things like that if if I could have that sort of thing maybe I'd kind of go down the route see how that goes you know mm. but it's just it's with supplements as well you have to do and you have yeah. to really know what you're doing you have to yeah, really look into you it really you can make do. yourself very very sick if you exactly if a lot of people don't realize that if you go on a full vegan diet and you 
most people have to take a certain supplement. I can't remember what it is. I think it's a vitamin B supplement, yeah. but I might be wrong. Yeah, but it's you... a certain supplement that you have to take. Yeah. it's Veganism is very difficult. You do have to put a lot of research into it. Like yeah. there, are, there are just certain vitamins and, 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 and nutrients that you do not get from... Um, sort of other substitutes like you stuff like uh b12 and carnosine obviously carnosine only comes from from red meat yeah like you know stuff like that but then at the same time there's um actually i was talking to a friend of mine chris um and he was telling me about stuff basically he's 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 a traveler as well and he's currently in romania i believe and he's um doing some permaculture stuff there and he is vegan and he's done so much research into this stuff but he's also uh, whilst he's out there because he's living with vegans as well they're teaching him how to supplement his diet yeah and you can you can get um vitamins like b12 and carnosine but from doing stuff like fermenting mushrooms for a specifically long time in a certain amount and put in you know yeah but that is very extensive you have to put the effort and the time and the money into mm. that kind of thing if you Precisely. want that stuff otherwise you just have to take supplements yeah. like actual supplements i think i think it's I think South India, I think it is. The majority, uh, like, um, I think it's the majority of India generally is vegetarian. But yeah. I think it's it's either South or it's some sort of part, excuse me, of um, of India. And it's like 80 or 90% vegetarians there. You know, it's, it's that sort of thing. It really depends on the area of India because, uh, I mean. Someone told me that vaguely. I'm, I'm not. I'm, yeah, yeah. Like. <laughs> I, I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's like, I didn't realise so many people in India are vegetarian. But yeah. it does make sense. It is a know? very high population, but meat is. It, it's it's less that they're vegetarian out of choice. It's just that meat is less readily available there. Yeah, and so, they, they use other things to exa- substitute. We've well, yeah, seen exactly a lot of their so. curry sauces. They can put in you can put in so many things mm. in a curry sauce that if you need you know part one, two, three off off this type of meat, well, if you can find those in you know certain veg, you can put it all in together or certain yeah. spices and stuff. And oh mate, I'm really that. craving some Bombay potatoes right now. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a bhaji or a samosa guy. I just love that sort of I, thing. I, I hate onion, onion bhajis. I hate them. I don't. Oh, why do I, I, I just don't. Why don't I agree in this podcast with you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, okay. Anyway, obviously joking. Um, <clears throat> So with um oh man you're making me hungry thinking about Indian food Indian food it's one of those little things where when you smell it it just few things make me more hungry I think it's Subway it's the smell of Subway is better than pretty much anything Subway tastes even though I do really like Subway the smell of Subway I don't know man. as well as um uh, the smell of an, a good Indian those two things then all food to be honest I go near I, if I even look at a Mexican if I look at any Mexican food even a cartoon of it I'm just like I need a taco I just need one. <laughs> See yeah. the smell of like the smell of Subway now, especially especially the smell of baking bread. So how how long did you work at Subway? Two and a half fucking years. Too go. long. See, I've never worked. I worked HMV, but I still love DVDs. So how long did I work there? Too fucking long, mate. No, it's <laughs> it's it was horrible. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that bad. But I mean, now whenever I go to Subway, I'm always reminded of like when I worked there, and because I worked there for so long. Yeah. I I'm. Like if somebody's making me a sandwich and they're not making it the right way, like yeah. I I know I know the specific like the, oh, the layout to the bread. You're the expert. Oh, I, I am see. the subway expert. This is it. You're okay. complaining about going to Subway because you're like some sort of Subway goddess. I am. I am the Subway goddess. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, just, I I know my way around a foot long. <laughs> oh lord. Was um, just a quick one then. What would your, what's your perfect sub? Oh, are, are we talking perfect sub? If I'm making it, like if I'm able to make it, or if I'm just in a subway ordering it. If you're okay, if you're making it, let's say you have to make it in subway, and the price isn't an option. All right. Bearing in mind what I do with my food has been called by some of my friends borderline OCD. Oh god, you're not gonna like measure it with like rulers and stuff. Like, <laughs> no, just no, make no, sure no, this no. Is, I'm not that bad. I'm not angle. that bad, but. 
so I almost always have a six inch um, herbs and cheese or just a plain Italian. Okay. Um, what you do first is you layer. I just want to say you're six inch. That's pussy numbers. It's pussy size. <sighs> yeah, but wait until you know what fucking goes in it. <laughs> um, you layer the like inside of the bread with cheese on both sides so all three cheeses so you've got the pepper jack cheese you've got the regular cheddar and then you've got the um grated yeah the pepper jack's my favorite yeah so. pepper jack is good but you layer all three cheeses over the top then you melt that in the microwave with a little bit of the chicken breast on on the top of that right when you bring it back out you put um so you put pepperoni slices in the toaster on it by itself so it crisps up and then when it comes out you tear that apart and put it into it so it's like pulled crispy pepperoni Uh um and then you put a little bit of turkey slice on the top of that and then you put more cheese um and then you go yeah you might you might crave that all together so it's like a mess of cheesy meat right yeah bring it out depends what salad you want but i always put gherkin olives <laughs> and um and then you put uh, the, like literally just those two like <laughs> <laughs> screw the rest of the salad um and then I put Are you one of those weirds likes horseradish as well no I hate horseradish oh, mustard I love mustard oh, thank God yeah. uh, this you is the thing put thing. put a little like squeeze of deli mustard on there oh. put some mayonnaise some chipotle mayo maybe a little chipotle bit of hot mayo. chili I love as chipotle well mayo, but I'm not a big fan of normal mayo put some salt in that they've got parmesan now a lot of subways have parmesan that you can add as well so put some parmesan in there close it's it up cheese. But then you buy a packet of crisps as well. Buy a packet of crisps. Like maybe some vinegar, maybe some tangy cheese Doritos. You crush them up, you put that in the sandwich and you just munch on it. See, people think you're crazy, but the thing is when I make burgers and I have my, my barbecues here, I always like to get um, I get a nice standard good quarter pounder uh, beef burger. I get uh, the Mexicana cheese, you know, with all the like, mm. peppers and jalapenos and whatever in it. Um, I get chorizo, you know, where it's cut in the circles, you know, yeah. so it's like, almost like pepperoni sort of thing, but of chorizo. Um, I get uh, chili flakes, uh, Jack Daniel's barbecue sauce, the mm. glazed one, uh, and uh, a Dorito or a couple of Doritos. A, a put, singular Dorito. Just, well, it's not, it depends on the size <laughs> of the burger where I get it from. But normally I try to get the bigger ones and you just put all that together. And it sounds like, yeah, that sounds, that doesn't sound crazy different, but all those things put together just, they work perfectly. Yeah. Anyone, anyone who's had one of those burgers well, at my house, man. anyone who's had one of them, they always ask for that every time now. It's just like, because it's just, a, it's only little things, but I'm, I've always said I'm not a great chef, but I'm a good food modifier. I just put loads of shit yeah. together. Like when I make omelettes, I'm quite good because you can put anything in an omelette. Yeah. So I've got to play around with stuff. <laughs> but, We've um, had this discussion before. Like, yeah. I hate omelettes and you just like love making them. I know. It's terrible. It's literally any woman that I'm friends with or try and date, they, for some reason they just, None of them. None of them are to do like omelets. It's, it's a really weird oh, thing. Oh, Mike, just, is, 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 that, is that where this is going? Oh, I see. No, of course it is not. I've known you for long <laughs> enough. I've known you for too long. That's all tomfoolery. <laughs> well, now I'm just insulted and disappointed. That's Disappoint- what I came in no, for. No woman's ever been disappointed with the prospect of me wanting to date them. That's not how my life works. Yeah, but women are frequently disappointed around you anyway. So Not around me. It's similar, similar sort of wording, but not quite. I'm normally quite disappointed in that area. Anyway, um, so we're talking about my Subway, just real quick, is just, I just have the standard sort of, I got chicken, bacon, uh, pepper cheese, lettuce, uh, barbecue sauce, toasted, that's just my dull, easy peasy simple. Dull bastard. I, I, when I go to Subway, I don't go to Subway that often. If I'm, when I make my own stuff, it's different, but it costs extra money, and when it comes to treating myself, I can sometimes, when it's at Subway, it's like, 
I sometimes go for the meatballs and things like that, but I'm not behind the counter like you are. Yeah. Like being able uh, to were, specifically were, toast the, the no pepperoni by itself and shred it into there while having like three different cheeses. It's like it's fucking delicious. That's <laughs> like, you know, I don't work. I can't just jump behind the counter and push Sally out of the way and go move out of the way. I know what I'm doing. It's like no, that won't work. But but anyway, we're, we're talking about though. we're talking about food, weren't we? Obviously. Yes. Uh, in, I, I want to say like, yes. Well, we, we think yes. People are going to be listening to this being like, no, you no. You were talking about India, I think. Um, well, we, uh, South India because of vegetarianism, yeah. you're vegan. Uh, you went vegan. Oh, and I went vegan for two weeks while I was Yeah, that, that was a joke because I made a joke about you going vegan, didn't I? Because yeah, you did because I'm a hippie bitch. That's it, that's it. Um, so you were elephant sanctuary and that's it because you said about you being the hippie because you felt like you had a connection with this animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, people um, get that with, like to, not to downplay your experience or anyone else's but like with, with dogs. Yeah, no, when people, Especially when people if your friend sometimes your friends get dogs and they just immediately love you and you get yeah. that and there's certain other there's like um, my cousin is a dog walker um, mm. my cousin Charlotte obviously you met um, which I'll be having her on the podcast as well. Everyone I know um, and uh, yeah when a couple of her dogs um, that she walks other people absolutely love me. Like just for some reason just really they got this gigantic Labrador called Dudley who's just loves me it's great um but you do get this degree of connection when you have your own pet as well you do get that as well so i can understand with a creature that's so large and so intelligent and so so breathtaking you know an elephant like obviously dogs and cats are really cool in so many different ways and so other animals but seeing something so big as an elephant in person in the flesh and knowing how intelligent they are and what you can never see this in your in England, really. Exactly. You know? In a zoo, you can kind of see them. I think there's a couple of zoos, but it's not the same at all. It's not. So you met the, yeah. the you got yeah this bond with the elephant. You, do you touch incredible. it or hug it or something or. Yeah, basically. So the day itself was um, going for walks with the elephants, having baths with them, feeding feeding the medicine, medicine, um, and having like mud fights and stuff, which was all amazing. That's but awesome. like. Like playing, like being playful yeah. with them. Sort of yeah, stuff. exactly. It was it was lovely, but like it was. It was weird because when I when I when I say connection, I mean like it's not just me looking at this piece and thinking, "Wow, that's amazing." You know, yeah. I feel that she kept like pressing her forehead up against mine, yeah, um, and like wrapping her trunk around around like my arms and my yeah. and my waist and stuff. Was this um, the baby elephant? No, this is the grandmother, the matriarch. Oh, the great grandmother. Oh, yeah. Okay, it's not great grandmother. Yeah. Sorry, yeah ploy she um well she she wasn't even a grandmother i think she was just like a, the oldest a like one. a surrogate grandmother but she, the older almost. yeah yeah but because it was a rescue sanctuary and there was only females there they yeah. all sort of came and they came under her wing uh-huh. um or you know great leathery leg <laughs> um but she uh yeah she was incredible and she like there was one moment when she we were walking along towards the baths and she found a flower like a, a flower on the floor that had fallen from a tree and she gave it to me that is absolutely that amazing. Trunk. Yeah, that's just fantastic. I did see a picture of you. Uh, that's what I said earlier when I knew about this a little bit. I did see that picture of you. I think you were hugging either a leg or a trunk. Or uh, it's the she pressed her trunk up against mine, like um, and sort of pressed like just stay, stayed there for a little while, and I yeah. like t- sort of like hugging her trunk back. And that's amazing. Really such a big having a, such a big animal as well give you gentle, clear yeah. affection because like an elephant could kill you easily. Yeah, you know? it's like with a cat when. You get cats or dogs, well, not, as, not as much dogs, but you know, sometimes cats, they'll just kind of let you stroke them and things like that. And it's just like, it's not the same dynamic as a creature way bigger than you, kind of giving you the, yeah. in a way, you know, obviously you were hugging it, but it being like that to you, it's like, this isn't a dominance thing. You are just, you could kill me, but yeah. you're being, you're choosing I don't know, to be man, gentle. Cats are fucking dangerous. Look at, look at that. Look at that one my cat did. Wow, she's showing a, a chest off to me. That's what the kind of podcast has become now. <laughs> well, yeah, well, we're actually both Girls naked right now. That's. Uh... I am. Yeah, if you hear any like sticking noises, that's just me scratching on the leather yeah. sofa, peeling ourselves off the leather. Um, 
Yeah. No, he, he didn't. That that wasn't even from anything. I just like I tried to move him out of the way, and he flipped the fuck out, and just <laughs> scratched me, and I was like, um, ow, fuck you. Uh. So um, so with the uh, so after the elephant sanctuary, how how long were you with the elephants and stuff? Uh, it was just the day with them, but I I I was I was actually offered a job. Um, one of the guys there like noticed how how well I was getting along with them, and that I actually knew some shit about elephants. He was like, "Well, do you wanna like maybe come and volunteer here?" And I was like, "Well, fuck yeah!" Yeah. Um, turns <laughs> turns out, uh, but a couple of weeks later, um, it all fell to shit because turns out he was just using that as a ploy to essentially get me into bed. He was very interested, <laughs> and uh, he said he was going to talk to his boss, and then kept putting it off, and then obviously he never did. And I clocked on. I was like, "Right, obviously he's not, you know." I see. Yeah, which was devastating. But there are there are sanctuaries out there that you can get jobs at, mm. not not easily. But I mean, you know, if if you're willing to put in the time, and the watch the space. You know, it'll be of your. It'll be like um, TJ Elephant Conservationist. <laughs> really, conservationist. Yes, I want to say yes. I want to make it sound cool and edgy, but I couldn't think of the word. Well, I mean, Cause it wouldn't be trainer or anything like that, would it? It would just be the queen. The queen of the elephants. Queen you just come of back elephants. and you're like, you come back to England and you've just you've managed to bring the elephants with you and they've you're like <laughs> you come into like the city centre like with your arms out you know two feet on the elephant trunk walking into the the city. Me, I'm I'm at least like eighty percent sure you couldn't fit an elephant on a plane. I'm afraid you'd have to carry it like um, have one of those helicopters that like carries tanks and stuff carry like that. Carry them across the ocean. Yeah, fucking do it. Just like an army of elephants, like just loads of them. You get a bit bored though. You'd be you'd be there for hours, and the elephant would get a bit get a bit bored. Just be like, oh, a bit sick we'll of hanging here. We'll introduce the elephant to the British countryside. See how that fits. <laughs> See how they do. I wonder how an elephant re- would react to a sheep. <laughs> that that would be quite interesting. I would imagine how adorable it would be if you had like elephants in England and they were like in fields just kind of sat down, like one elephant per field with just loads of sheep that kind of yeah. the sheep kind of loved them and thought they were just gigantic <laughs> and just like the elephant sat down and all the sheep kind of sit around it, this like furry wool all around this elephant and then it like um it like gets up and all the sheep are just like following it around like come, come, come back a giant trunked um hairless sheep. Yeah, that'd be, oh, that'd be adorable. Well, I mean cats are that stupid. Cats like think that humans are just big hairless cats. Well, that's that what they really give us food, isn't it? They kill yeah. things. They, they think bring us hunters. like dead animals because they think we're just shit at finding our own food. It's like, nah, nah, mate, it's in the cupboard. They don't, they, they <laughs> don't got, understand got that. Got some marmite in the cupboard. I don't yeah. need the rat. <laughs> I love marmite. I love marmite as well. People who don't love marmite upset me. It's like yeah. there's, there's a few things. Like, if people don't love flapjacks, marmite, Star Wars, or me at all, that those things upset me. <laughs> they don't worship the ground you walk on. Well, everyone's got to, you know. I mean, you worship you worship the ground you walk on. Like, is that yeah. not enough? I do it inadvertently though, because my head is so far up my own ass. Like, as far as I can walk, it's just some sort of weird angle thing. Where I'm just I can uh, always kiss the ground as well. I see. Yeah, that's our role. Anyway, um, so after the the elephant uh, day, what, what sort of where'd you go from there? Oh, uh, from there, I think we had a day trip to Chiang Rai, um, and. Which which is which was stunning. Like Chiang Rai itself, the the uh, we went to the White Temple, um, which was oh, it w- it was only built a, a couple of hundred years ago, but it it was so magnificent. Like the temple itself is gorgeous, but they have um, in the ground around it, the the architect has sculptures of I I believe it's supposed to be a depiction of hell. Right. And it's hands reaching up 
and like skulls being torn apart and um, oh, weird really cool. demon creatures. Yeah, and it's it's all carved white stone. Oh man, carvings are mental as well. Yeah, mm. and it's it's just like pro- it's it's absolutely it's absolutely breathtaking. It was it was a little bit it was eerie as well. It was it was stunning to look at, but it was very. Uh, um, it, it it took us aback quite quite a bit. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So um, so what? How long were you there for? Sorry, when you went to the th- the temple, was it just like was that uh, that, just that, that area, was sort of? th- that was um just the day trip because Chiang Rai is fairly close to Chiang Mai itself. But we went to um the Golden Triangle as well, which is uh the the river connects um Myanmar um. Lao and Thailand and you can go onto the boat and sort of stop off at each place so okay. um, I spent about half an hour in Myanmar and 20 minutes in Lao <laughs> well, we had some, uh, there, we had some snake whiskey oh, cool. um, Yeah, like we, they've got little markets obviously right where you get off um, and they have uh, snake whiskey scorpion whiskey I say whiskey. It's more. It's like pure moon. It's moonshine. It's just fucking like <laughs> it's, it's the locals' version of moonshine. It's I see. Made out of rice. Um, and uh, there was one that we didn't try that we t- got told about after we got back on the boat, which was uh, tiger penis whiskey. Is that meant to be one of the aphrodisiacs sort of things? No, tiger know. penises. But oh, the okay. actual whiskey maybe, itself is it's not that you know. Um, yeah, and that was that was weird. Like it, it was. It, because it's so strong and because it's got snake venom and scorpion venom and shit in it, taking a sip of it, like when you when you take a shot, because you do a shot at a time, um, it's just you, all of a sudden it's it's almost like um, the feeling of uh, nitrous oxide. I haven't where done, you get a bit wavy. I know wait. a few people who have, but what? I haven't done it myself. No. <laughs> Fair. Well, basically, that's, la- it's that's like... laughing gas for those who don't. Know. Yeah. You know, when you fill up, you can, people think they fill up balloon. You get yeah. a canister, you fill up the balloon with it, and then you. Yeah, it's one of those legal yeah. ones at the moment. Speaking of which, I saw I saw a plant while I was out there that was the vase itself was see through and it was just full of nos canisters. Oh, right. Full of nitrous I don't know why. I got like it wasn't even like a hippie hostel. It was just this random cafe that had nitrous oxide. Fair enough, I suppose. You know, <laughs> when in Rome, I suppose. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, not quite Rome, is it? But yeah, so there was um yeah, so there was that. So we went to the Golden Triangle, um, and went back, uh, went back down to Bangkok. While we were in Chiang Mai, we um, but the hostel that we stayed at, we, it is very rare that a group of people will meet in in one place in one place on the world, and all of them will just get along so well. Yeah, like. It was myself, Jeremy and Ryan, who we were all travelling together. Jeremy and Ryan were my travel companions to, with to Asia. Um, and then there was three Canadian girls who I've already mentioned. That mm-hmm. was Sierra, Sasha and um, Chelsea, bless her. And uh, then there were two other Canadian guys who happened to live about ten minutes down the road from the Canadian girls, but they didn't know each other. That's amazing. Yeah, right? Um, they were Hayden and Ryan. Um there were a couple of uh, London boys, Jack and Ant, um, and then there was a couple of others. Like a, there was a German chick and a couple of Australian guys. And stuff. They was all sort of bounced around, like. Yeah. But th- that was the main group of people. Okay. And we were only there together f- for about a week, but it was. So this was an this incredible one of the week. hostels or hotels or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. So was this little guest house. So just timeline wise, so uh, you get to Bangkok. How many days is it from there to where you're speaking of now? Uh, this is about 
two weeks in, I'd okay. say. Okay, so two yeah. weeks in, so you're at this. Um, how long are you at this? Is it hostel or hotel? Or? Uh, it's, it's sort of both. It's, it's, okay. um, it's like a very, very posh hostel, but it's not quite posh enough to be a hotel. Okay, we'll call it a hostel. Yeah. For ease. So you're at this hostel. How long did you stay at the hostel for? Uh, we were there for the six days that we were in Chiang Mai. So the six days. So then were the other people, were they there about a week or so as well? Yeah, so... It was a similar sort of time. Yeah, basically. Enough. We like we all left. Actually, when when everybody left, we all left within about four days of each other. Oh, wow. Yeah, like, um, it was really emotional. There's one video I've got on my phone, actually, where it's um, myself, Jeremy, and Ryan in the taxi. Um, everybody else has left by this point, apart from um, two other Canadians that we met, uh, yeah. the Quebecians. Um, but Alex and Vivian, and they... Um, we're in the taxi in the in the back of the tuk tuk. We're we're driving off, mm. and they're running after our taxi, like tr- like because they you know they don't want us to go, and they're just left on their own after we left, and we all, it wow. was all really emotional. That's intense. We got very close very quickly. This group of people, we um we were basically just spending every night like down 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 in the bar, just at one of the tables. So we see the bar closes at about midnight one o'clock, but we would just stay there for another couple of hours just at one of the tables because yeah, it's an open area. Yeah. Um. And all of us just sat talking about life, interacting with each other, um, like a couple of romances blossomed, you wow. know, like and and it can often happen. It happens when you travel, man. You mm. meet so many people out there. You, it's there's got to be people that have that sort of connection with. Yeah, you know? it, I don't understand how people can go traveling in a relationship with somebody when that person isn't there, because mm. the the, the the deep bonds you make with people, the deep connections you make with people when you travel is ridiculous. But sometimes with um, obviously there with with let's say cheating, I'll just make the the phrase easier. There's there's obviously the physical side of it, but there's also there can be a degree of emotional cheating. And I've been with women in the past who have said just like they would rather I've never cheated, just to clarify, but they would rather I almost physically cheated with someone as a one off thing than had this connection with another person to that degree because. Some people find that that emotional connection is so much deeper than the physical yeah. part. Obviously, I believe that cheating on either way is kind of wrong, but it's like if you go away and you're away from like a partner for a few weeks, even a few months and things like that, and then you are with this other person who is like, I don't believe anyone's got the one. I believe that you find people who can become your one, but if but there's loads of people in the world that you could really perfectly click with, you know? Yeah. And often, you know, some people do, um, have partners and they pass away and then... or maybe even split or whatever and then they find another person who makes them happy for x amount of years so i believe there's a you know if anyone's worried about not being able to find the one well there's loads of them you know there's there's, you know you you can have have more than one the one an endless supply of soulmates out there you just gotta find them that's the beauty of that's one of the rare beauties of the size of the population that this planet has the fact that there are so many people out there that you can have incredible experiences with that you can be best friends with have Mm children with them get married or you can just be best friends for life you know yeah. there's so many people out there and you can have and it, it all. different as well so like i've met you know on facebook i've I think I've got two or three hundred friends or something like that. i don't really add that many people and stuff i can't really bother with it but <laughs> at one point i think i had like 600 or something like that so if we say i've known over the last 10 years about a thousand people well you know mm. or at least i know them by name and appearance okay yeah i think like out of those one like thousand i'd say there's only about there's about 20 no not including family there's about 20 or 30 who i kind of i kind of maybe need i'd say is the word like that i'd really upset if they went and then yeah. another 70 or so who i really like as people but they're not that close to me but it's thinking like and which one am i you're number two yay <laughs> bradley's my number one 
Of course. Hey, <laughs> Bradley's, Bradley's my number one. We're not okay, going to get into this on the air. Off. We're not going to get into this on the air. We've been down this road before. This Brad, will Brad, we'll have to. to I'm going to get when I get Bradley on the podcast. He's going to say. He's going to tell me that I'm his number one. If he does, I will cry. That's it. I'm going to get him that to do Bradley. It. If you t- if you say on air that Mike is your number one, I I am I I'm cutting you out of my life. Well, the only way that you can get over this is don't tell him you said this. Just make sure he listens to this podcast. Yeah. And then that'll be it. And then he'll know. You got to yeah. do it. You got a time. I'm going to try and yeah. get him on as quick as possible. Bradley, I, I will come for you. I will. <laughs> if anyone listens to the podcast when I have Bradley on, doesn't love Bradley, I don't want you listening to my podcast. That's it. You don't. You have to like me. You don't have to like me. That's fine. But if you don't like Bradley, that's it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Um. So. <clears throat> so with um. So you leave the you leave the hostel. So this must be about three weeks now. Yeah. Okay. So where where well, do you go? You're, yeah, about two and a half. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're still. You're in. Are you still in Thailand? Is that yes? Okay. So, are you? Where do you go from there? Go down to Bangkok. Um, we spend a couple of days there, like preparing, getting ready to cross over the border into Cambodia. Okay. And whilst we're in Bangkok, we we're chatting with um, the the girls Chelsea and Sierra, and they're like, Sasha's gone home by this point. Okay. Um, but Chelsea and Sierra, they've gone off to another part of Thailand, one of the islands, and um, we're like, hey, so do you want to just like come and meet us in Bangkok and travel with us more and they were like do you know what yes and they nice. just like they just phoned up their home uh, well um, I mean Sierra was traveling full time at that point so she didn't have to but um, Chelsea phoned up work and got another couple of weeks off and oh, nice. they just came to Cambodia with us that's amazing yeah it was am- it, oh it was so good it was when they agreed to it and they 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 met us in Bangkok and we uh, we met them like off the bus and they just came back and we were all so happy to be reunited again and we were we've got a whatsapp group all of us everybody that was at the hostel um and we were all in a whatsapp group and um we were just sending messages like photos of all of us back together again everyone was like oh screw you guys (laughs) (laughs) so uh, when you're in cambodia what sort of stuff do you get up to what's uh, i don't know much about cambodia so nobody does this is the thing i even the cambodians not even the people living there no one just know it's a mystery actually they're called khmer people khmer yeah Khmer's their language and like the sort of base, you know, like Thai. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, so it's the Khmer people. They're not and... Thailandish. <laughs> that would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's uh it's that kind of that kind of vibe. Like the the Khmer people are there, it's like they have such a vibe. It's that it's the one country I I can genuinely apply the word vibe to and it's not me trying to like oversell it. Yeah. It's just such a gorgeous place like if you go you really need to look go go and do the history yeah because the cambodian genocide um back in the i believe 70s uh, and 80s was horrendous like it was absolutely heartbreaking though i went i went to one of the killing fields outside of phnom penh which is um the capital city um the killing field is basically it's one of the places it's a bit like um, Auschwitz, basically. It's, okay. it's one I, of I was, those I was thinking Auschwitz. It's, it's a camp where people were sent to die. Have you been to Auschwitz? No. No, no, I. I want to go. I really want to go. If you ever go, let me know. We'll go. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, go together. together. Sweet. Um, and it's 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 a stunning place. This this the one killing field I went to. I don't know about the other ones, but the one I went to, we we walked in. And they gave us an audio, um, like a tape. Oh um, yeah, I've like been a to a museum thing. or two that've got yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, and, and you we, walk up uh, to certain places and it, it like certain exhibits. Yeah, or certain you press areas. a certain button for each thing. Yeah, they're cool. Exactly. Like yeah. And on the tape, there were people uh, like Cambodians talking about their experiences mm, yeah. in these camps um, and the experiences of the time 
um we went to the museum first actually which i would de- definitely recommend basically the um the museum is um it's in phnom penh itself it's uh it's one of one of the places it's a converted school right when the war broke out it's one of the places where they took prisoners and like they had they they built prison cells in the school and they um like tortured people that like horrifically so, tortured so them. just to be clear so do they they um what because they're running out of space so they put uh prisons in schools or the, the people of the school went into what they, they just they it's just it was just conveniently located i suppose and it was um like a good place for them to sort of have as a camp it's like it's just like it was a building that was there that had the um, space so they just yeah crammed exactly. it wow that's um Crazy. Yeah, if for anybody that doesn't know about the Cambodian genocide, I, I don't um, personally. Well, there we go. Then. Yeah, yeah, um, basically, the Khmer Rouge uh, was uh, that was the name of the, uh, the baddies in this uh, history sitcom. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the Khmer Rouge were uh, and led by uh, Pol Pot and a few other um, a few other sort of generals and stuff. Okay. Um, they were people who it's it's difficult to say what they actually wanted because the, the, the motives behind what they were doing was sort of uh, came from a few different things I'm not actually that well versed in the reasons why they did what they did yeah but um, they basically they took over the country and they did things like having um, containment camps in the middle of cities and out on the outskirts of nowhere where they would just send people to get murdered basically right. um, and the museum the um, museum for, for it is it's uh, like I said it's a converted school it's in the middle of Phnom Penh and you wander around and you look at the prison cells that they were kept in you look at the beds they were chained to yeah. you look at um, like there's pictures of their mutilated bodies um, there's uh, a, there's a room at the end that's got human remains from some of the victims that of course yeah it's very very heavy stuff I I mean all, all the group of us that went so that's Jeremy Ryan myself Chelsea and Sierra um, a couple of us did have to step out of the room a few times yeah. like because it's a very it's a it's a large compound yeah um, so like you just step outside and you have to sit down and just think Jesus fucking Christ it's some of those like I I haven't uh, I, unfortunately I do I'm really interested in that sort of um, that sort of thing all all the darker parts of history just like the worst things that humans can do to each other is is it is quite intriguing to see you look at the past and you can kind of see what about the future and that sort of thing as well. Um, see, unfortunately, certain patterns that can potentially arise and the horrors and how recent certain things happened. And um, I do, I've always wanted to go to Auschwitz and things like that. I mean, I've been to um, the the sort of, I've been to a couple of wartime museums and stuff. I've been to, um, I went to Belgium and I went to the, there's some trenches in Belgium and it's like Belgium has got the, the graves from World War One, I, I believe it was yeah. and it just rose and rose and the, all the gravestones are like identical they're all just a white cross and they just rose and there's just so many of them you go to this museum and you walk around these trenches and stuff and you've got like uh, it shows you like how they were living and the, like the war that was going on people talking from it and things like that I believe and it's just like you stand in this place and you just think x amount of time ago the things that was happening here is just madness i mean obviously the war world war one I, I believe it was um it, it's not the atrocities done aren't quite the same as a genocide but it's mm. still those those darkest parts of humans just because a group of people had these certain ideas and it's why they can certain ideas can be quite dangerous and things but it's like it's just a mental i always find it when i stand at places especially being in england there's so much history to a lot of places um where 
you go to certain castles and things and they were there like I was down in Cornwall it was like 400 years ago it was like the castles of people living in and things like that and it's just like you stand in this place and you're just like 100 years ago not even a blink in the time of the universe this sort of craziness was happening here and like all the things it's just when you're standing somewhere and you can like feel the history of it you know and you're just surrounded by it and you can really let your imagination go especially when you're in old castles and things you can just kind of you can almost feel it it's such a weird thing like when you're at those sorts of places where something like massively historical has happened especially when it's something so dark yeah you know you get that obviously a lot of people could argue it's kind of in your head where you get yourself into that position where you're reading all about all these sorts of things that happen but you do sometimes get to these places and it's just like something always in the air changes yes and it's, you can feel it as something's eerie and a bit uneasy and you can feel like it's almost certain people believe or think that if, if loads of people die in one area it can if people believe in things like the soul and that sort of stuff you can almost think it stains it yeah the one area where so many people get killed and stuff like that yeah. people even say about slaughterhouses people say you go into a slaughterhouse of animals and it's just mm. even if there's no animals being killed at that moment or anything you go to old ones or things like that and it's just like you can feel the death and you can kind yeah. of in the air and stuff it's something that's not quite right like a sourness almost to yeah. it it's why people buy murder houses and things get like oh, yeah. for, for that value yeah. but that that was one thing about the killing fields that like really gets you like it's they had basically the killing fields themselves because people were murdered there mm. and they're thrown into mass graves you yeah. know nobody nobody's disturbed them they're yeah. still there you're wandering around and literally underfoot are just hundreds of dead bodies yeah which is intense and there was um there are a few graves where you can look down into and there's bones poking out the floor you can see them Christ. and there's um there's this one thing it's called the killing tree right and um it's right next to the i can't remember the name of the other tree it's uh, but it's a tree that used to play music very loudly in order to mask the screams of the people that were dying there so that oh, people Christ. in the nearby area wouldn't know wow yeah because it was it was all done, it wasn't like this was done overtly this mm. was done on the sly yeah. which makes it even worse in some ways yeah it's just yeah so things that are some of the worst things that humans can can do to each yeah. other and it's just it's just mad obviously comparing it with the parallels to obviously a lot of genocides there's the there's the armenian genocide there was obviously the probably the most famous and obviously stalin committed a lot of atrocities as well but the, probably the most well-known genocide is the holocaust obviously yeah. and it's just you know i haven't as i said i haven't been to Auschwitz, so i really would like to go but you see some of the pictures of the places there and the people that are there and it's just like what people fail to believe is that there's a guy called Jordan Peterson who's a um, I can't remember his job always, but he's on he's on the Joe Rogan podcast quite a lot. He's an incredibly intellect, incredibly intelligent man, and um, he talks about how humans have all got the capacity for evil within them. Every person's got the capacity for it. It's just under circumstance. If you were born in nineteen you know twenties Germany, and then this happened to your family, and this happened to your family, and there's this propaganda and that propaganda, and this is this is this. Uh, there's, it's saying it's not an impossibility that you could have became a, a guard at one of the concentration camps because different circumstances are all human. Sometimes there's the, there are people like Hitler who are you know, truly evil or, or twisted, but it's like some of the most evil things, some of the hardest parts about going to that is seeing, oh, this person who worked at a concentration camp, you track back their lineage. It was like they were my age or they were like had almost my sort of life, but because the atmosphere and the changings were different they went on to do these horrible things and it's just like it really hits you when you when you look deep enough into it and you know you it's it's not quite the same in today with me like 
with me like i don't have these moments of evil like the, to that degree but you do get those moments as well in your head like where you stand at the edge of a cliff and you get that voice just tells mm. you to jump and sometimes when you hold a knife or something and there's people around you yeah. you know there's that tiny voice that's saying you could stab, stab all these people you stab could stab them. yourself you could stab these people yeah. there's this when you're driving a car it's like you could swerve and just do it and it's obviously like they're called intrusive thoughts yeah so that's the sort of things that can happen but if you think about even if you don't even if you don't let them take over it's the slow progression which can get it yeah. you know there's been quite a few psychological experiments until yeah. people get power and circumstance and all these sort of things can happen and it's you look at what people do to each other and it's scary yeah it, it's truly when you see like you know when you see humans killing animals it's absolutely disgusting and horrendous how people could do that but when it's human on human it's there's a, a different thing in the mind to it to a degree mm. it's it's like because i think it's the empathy of it because obviously you can empathize with dogs and cats to a degree but when you watch a human get killed or you see human remains there's something deep to like your core probably like your dna or something there's a core that you really you recognize that and it's just it's it hits you like a train almost when you're in these situations when i found out about you know the holocaust and Auschwitz and things like that and i saw some documentaries or videos on them when i was in school and things in history it's one of the first times for me that i got really hit with how horrendous people can be you know and it's it's not when you get a serial killer you think that's a crazy individual but when you get whole groups of people like doing these genocides or doing these sorts of like ethnic cleansings and all that sort of horrendousness and it's just like it's all building up of that us versus them mentality you know the holocaust is always know they're the jews they're different to us you know mm. and it's that splitting of it all and it's things like in some in a kind of weird way with you traveling and stuff when you're meeting all these people from different walks of life and different places but you're at the same spot at the same time mm. you don't look at the differences you look at not even necessarily what's the same but you just have the 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 love for each other the the human the good elements of being human within yeah. you and that's some of the beauty of when you meet people when you travel and all that sort of other stuff you can you can see these horrible things that happen and see kind of why in a way they kind of end up happening and in a way you traveling is bit by bit making that especially in your world happen less because it's the community of it it's the meeting these people having the best of time to all these sorts of people you know and spreading the joy of you know you just messaging the guys who are um you know the two canadian girls and just being like come over that tiny act of just like the amount of happiness you can spread just from mm. traveling and just being you know yeah my friend ryan uh my com travel companion ryan he um he said something the other day that it really it really sort of sums me up like i as a person i'm very attached to my phone yeah i am i i i admit that i'm a social brazenly. media whore myself unfortunately yeah exactly like you, you and me both my friend and it's so there's that but then he said the moment literally the moment we landed in bangkok yeah i was immediately like right put the phones away let's go let's ask this guy for directions let's yeah. go this way let's just walk for a bit you know yeah because and this happens especially when I travel. There's that thirst for experience. Yeah. Like, just just living life as it is mm. and, like, literally living in the moment is one of the best things you can do yeah. for, your, for your psychological state. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's... I've, I've got a lot of friends who... And I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to name them by name because that's no, of horrible. Not. But, I mean, they really need to get away from this place they need to go and travel like some people yeah. have that need because if they stay here they're going to be stuck in the cabin fever in this rut exactly but the, the, they'll be they'll be stuck in the rut of life yeah 
life has this horrible tendency to just grab you with its claws and then refuse to let you go and mm. sometimes you just have to grab it back well what um my uh someone i respect uh wholeheartedly my sister-in-law Catherine, that i may have on the podcast at some point um i don't know if this is quoting from someone else but she once said to me that um change is like a holiday in the sense of even if you just change your surroundings your environment your job or something just enough that you need a degree of routine you know that you, you, this is my interpretation of her saying that, that line to me is um, you need a degree of routine in general for stability but you don't you can't let it kind of twist and control every part of you you need you need to change things up you need to keep yourself on your toes a little bit not just not just like intellectually and challenging yourself but when you go to these different environments then going to this new place it's it changes everything because you absorb all this new culture you have to learn this you there's this place that you're not so familiar with and all this sort of other stuff so it's like just these environmental changes to yourself where you choose to just go out and live in a different environment for x amount of time that can really i imagine you've had like epiphanies almost out there where you Definitely. all those moments where i've i've had them um not necessarily <clears throat> all the time from traveling and stuff i've had from other moments in my life but it's like you kind of get that moment where you kind of just kind of something clicks mm. and it feels like everything kind of changes a little bit when everything sort of happens in life people don't really notice it as much but when when you are in a situation like that where where you're traveling you have all these experiences um and there's it's usually a much bigger change a lot more often Mm. so you have little moments like throughout your life yeah but then when you travel because especially when you solo travel because you're going through so much sort of um uncertainty and there's so much going on you um you have a lot more shit I bet there's happens. a lot more solitary moments as well, aren't there, when you travel yeah, solo? Yeah, definitely. Like um, self-reflection moments. Or things. Yeah, like there was a there was a couple times like whilst whilst I was away last year on my on my first sort of solo like big solo trip, um, I uh, just shit would go wrong. Yeah, like stuff would happen. Like I I, I had my laptop stolen. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I had to rebook a bus ticket with no money. Right. Um. Like I had to get a friend to wire me some. Um, I uh, uh, it, it was just it was just all all going to shit. Oh, the basically. odds stacked against you, sort of. Yeah, um, and I remember I was sat. I I, I was in Rome, and um, I was about I was supposed to be getting a shuttle bus to the airport for my flight at six a.m. Right. Midnight. I got to the I got to the train station, which is also where the bus was. Yeah. And I was searching for this bus station for the for the little um, stop where the bus would be, and I couldn't find it. Mm. Couldn't find it anywhere. I asked three separate people for directions. Um, I asked three, t- uh, two or three of the bus drivers themselves. I went into the train station and asked somebody. None of them knew where it was. Right. Um, and it was closing in on. I, so I got there in time for two buses. Mm. Right. Um, so if I miss one, I sell another one, and yeah. it was closing in on the. T- on, on the time for the second bus oh, right. and I was starting to panic and I was crying and I I, f- I was just having like I, I was I was hyperventilating I was having a panic attack basically yeah. I was having a panic attack panic attack I was sat on the floor of the bus station I, f- I was talking to my friend um, who also lives in well he, he lived in Rome and his, his name's Nick he's an absolute sweetheart but he's studying there at the moment and I was talking to him about shit that was going wrong and he was trying to calm me down and eventually I sort of I was able to catch my breath and I went searching again and um I found it. Mm-hmm. Turns out 
that they haven't updated the website and they haven't updated any of the travel times and it turns out that the last bus actually was at like eight o'clock that night oh wow yeah so they didn't actually have a shuttle bus and i was like shit i had 20 euros in my account right that was it that's Mm. all the money i had and a, a, a taxi to the airport was 50 right and i was sat on like on on the pavement basically just crying my eyes out thinking how the fuck am i gonna get there i was i was looking on google maps at how long it would take me to walk there six and a half hours that's too long i wouldn't have even made it if i'd walked right you know i had no way to catch my flight i had no way to book another flight to get home Hmm. um and i was i was losing i was losing my mind and this taxi driver saw me and he came over asked me what was wrong and he didn't really speak much english so in my broken italian i had to try and explain Hmm. He sort of got the message through, and he uh, he, he asked me to show him, and I, I took him over to the ATM, and I showed him like bit sketchy, bit da- bit dangerous, but it's only fucking my card, and it's got twenty euros, and I didn't care, so I took him over, I showed him uh, on the ATM that I had twenty euros, and he was like, okay, I'll take you to the airport for twenty euros. Oh wow! And like got there, and that was fine. Kindness of strangers. Yeah. So that shit happens, but that 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 was a moment in my life where I learned. Where, where was it? Sorry. Rome. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, and that was a moment in my life where I learned a lot about myself. I learned what limits what limits I have. I learned how far I can push myself. Um, I learned what I'm like um, under like with, with money. Like I, I've I've been a lot more careful with money on on the, on the last trip I went on because of that. Yeah. Um, well, every mistake you make in life it really is just a, a way to learn. Yeah. I bet pe- people learn generally the best from their mistakes. I found that for my life. I've said some horrible things and done some very twatty things but fortunately can I come out the other side of it and kind of learn from it it's mm. just part of how people grow so yeah. it's, it's kind of like the silver lining trying to trying to be optimistic in sort of situations is that once you have had that horrendous thing happen to you it, it's like Joe Rogan often says uh, Joe Rogan the podcaster he often says like struggle is critical for actual happiness because when you go through times like that the relief when you're out of them is unlike anything else. It's even like small things like if you go camping, you know, camping is, I went camping on a holiday thing, it's great, but you're in a tent, it's raining and the wind's going and you're like there and it's like, then you go back to your, your home and the comparison, you you feel like you've kind of done something and that's only on the very small scale, obviously. Mm. And the more grandiose, almost difficult things you can do, almost when you are out of the difficult situation and you come to those moments that are beautiful when you're traveling or you come home from wherever you're doing whatever it's like when when i climbed snowden you know i it was it was a struggle going up it wasn't horrendously horrendously difficult i want to clarify it's one of the smaller mountains in the um it's not the biggest of, of the three but it's um it, it was quite difficult but once you get to that point and and you've made it or you come back down and you you've done it and it's just like when you achieve certain things that the, or you either overcome great difficulty or you achieve something fantastic there's just that pride in yourself and you really feel like you've accomplished something and it's one of those things where a lot of people feel meaningless and they have those kind of existential sort of crises where it's like they feel like they haven't got a purpose they haven't kind of done anything and it's like traveling can be one of those ways to really give yourself that meaning mm. in a way because it's like as i said earlier with me i want the ma- i want the natural ones of the world and the man-made ones of the world i would just like to have that as a checklist to to go there and with all the culture around it not just go there see it and come back obviously just sort of the surrounding areas and kind of i'm quite a list orientated kind of you know 
person so it's i'm quite like ticking things off a list sort of thing so with me that's what gives me purpose yeah. there's other people who would like to work with animals in like an animal like a elephant sanctuary or something like that for a year or would like to just travel around all of asia and experience all the culture and that and it's just you kind of have to make your own purpose in life yeah. you know whether you're religious whether you're spiritual or whether you're an atheist it, it shouldn't change that you only get a short amount of time on this earth it's going to be gone in a blink of an eye you know your your existence compared to the universe is minuscule but that doesn't mean that you can't give it some great meaning you yeah. know but you have to find what you want to do that you know some people find meaning in having tons of money a giant house and a car and if that is actually what will make you happy and if you truly believe that and it's not one of those things where it's you're you, filling a void yeah it's got to be something you're passionate about you want you know some people want to collect every star wars figurine ever <laughs> And that's fine. If, if you get true satisfaction from something, as long as it's not hurting anyone else, then you should do it. You should pursue yeah. your dreams in a way. You know, it should be... If you, I believe that everyone should travel at least some degree to at least get out of the bubble a bit. But yeah. if traveling is not usually your thing and you only travel a little bit, that's fine if you can find something else that you really want to do. Yeah. But I do believe that experiencing other cultures and often, especially when you're younger... Um, fending for yourself or even if you're 30 and you've never been out of England you don't you, you don't really know yeah. you know you, you need to at any age you need to have been able to said you can kind of at least gone out into the rest of the world once and yeah. just kind of lived through it a bit even if you only go down to something like France for like a week or something like that at least you've done that at least to just at least get out of where you are yeah. once but I mean yeah it, I agree travelling for some people there are, I admit, there are some people out there who traveling genuinely isn't their thing. Like, yeah. it's not for them. They just prefer the thing. However, I do think everybody should try it. Yeah. Like, I, totally I mean, agree. I, I went through um, a particularly uh, dark patch a few years ago over rand, you know, ran, ran, just, just, just stuff that happened yeah. and I was in a very dark place. Yeah. And I lost a lot of motivation for things that I'd been dreaming of mm. pretty much my whole life. That can help you. Life yeah. can like take you down a peg sort yeah. of thing. It can it's take the wind out of your sails. Saps, sa- saps what you want from life yeah. out out of you, um, and uh, travel almost rekindled some of my passion for life. And and mm. now, I I I travel a lot not just because I enjoy it, but because it also it it keeps me motivated. It keeps me yeah. looking for things in life that I want to fill my life with. Keeps you striving. It's yeah. it's good. It's good to have purpose, and that's that's one of the things that you know. I've got a lot of opinions about religion. I won't go into a, a lot of them at the moment, but I will in the future. But I will say one of the things that religion really gives people is a sense of community. Right now, what a lot of people find as well is that religion can give people a sense of purpose. And what I find a lot of people, as I am, I'm an atheist myself, but it's like one of the things that people can find difficult about either leaving a religion they don't want to be in or being completely religiousless they they can find um they, they can find that they don't have a purpose and there's often people who are in religion as well who can feel like oh, i don't know what god's plan is i don't know what he's doing for me and i i can't enforce this enough just do what you really do feel it's a really weird thing to say it sounds like some sort of hippie thing or something not to downplay hippies or anything but you know it's, it sounds like some it is it's kind of that simple and also that complicated it's <coughs> excuse me when you when you really find that thing or those sets of things uh that they really make you feel alive there's few there's certain things you can really do like you know 
there's certain people like to do thrill seeking you know i've done skydiving and climb snow and that's kind of thrill seeking roller coasters as well obviously a lower tier of, of thrill seeking i love that thing you know that that rush but i also love knowledge so my thing is traveling around seeing great things absorbing culture and getting doing you know learning things but also i want to do skydiving i want to go scuba diving i want to go on fast boat rides but i also want to climb mountains and it's just like that's me you know that isn't everyone but certain people if you go when you go traveling because there's so many places in the world and there's so many things you can experience you could go to a hundred different countries and have a hundred completely different experiences you could go to the same country 10 times have a completely different experience you know it's all about traveling opens up your eyes to the variety of human culture Mm. and how beautiful the world can be you know there are so many countries that are so beautiful but there's no country that has everything that there just isn't just one unfortunately you know you have to travel around to see others to see the beauty in it yeah but people also have to not miss the beauty in their own homes like um around in their own local countries you know like england for example you know we've got pretty horrendous weather a lot of the time and a lot of england is quite rubbish to be fair but there's so much of england that has got so much history to it and so much beauty there's so many countrysides and mountains and old castles and just so many great places and lakes and things like that you can just go to and they're just some places are so beautiful when you're standing this is one of those cliche terms but i've really found this when you're standing at the top of a mountain and obviously it's because there's a lot of wind and the air is a bit thinner and all sorts of other stuff but it's like you feel just standing looking over this huge landscape of something i I can when some people believe it was created by some sort of uh, like a creator like a person or a deity it's moments like that where I don't personally believe that um, that everything is created by a, a, a conscious deity. However, those moments, that's when they, you can really see it, in a way. You can really see from... It's so perfectly beautiful. Some people can't imagine that almost being due to random events, in a sense. You know, yeah. And I can sympathise with that. I, I can understand, I can see the point of view in that. I don't personally agree. However, sometimes you look at certain places and it's just beautiful. And one of the things also with religion I found, especially with um, a lot of the uh, the churches I've seen in England, some of the architecture, like uh, in Spain, for example, as well, uh, the La Cathedral, I can't remember what it's called, the one that's still being built in Spain, some of the religious buildings are absolutely beautiful. Like some of the architecture of some of them are unlike anything I've ever seen. Like I think it's, it might be some of the places that you've been, I believe, uh, I think there's some in Prague and things, my geography's not great, but there's certain mosques that I've seen that are uh uh, made and the inside of them is just unlike anything i've seen pictures and even that doesn't even the pictures you see don't even they're so hard to describe with words but being there would be another level where the colors of them the structures of it all how humans made it especially when you go back to um, the times where a lot of these temples a lot of these mosques a lot of these churches were made they didn't have electricity and you just look at it and go the human mind can imagine something that beautiful and then you take a step back and obviously that's the thing with traveling you can go to landscapes which are purely natural and they're some of the most beautiful sights you can see. But you can also see some of the glory of some of the things that humans have made, some of the ways that humans have kind of created their own beauty in the world. They've taken the resources from the world, whether it's making amazing gardens and flower features or hmm. building architectures and things. And it's like humans, unfortunately, can destroy a lot, but we at the very least have moments and places which are just unlike anything else yeah and as you've said with traveling you you meet these people you see these places you can experience these things which it's so hard to to describe if you if you haven't been there 
and pictures don't do it justice videos don't do it justice sometimes with life you've just got to experience it you know and that's one of the more difficult things that's coming i believe with um with our sort of uh this generation and with the technological uh sort of evolution i love the internet i love everything about the connectivity of it you know there are some bad things about it obviously but i love the beauty of of being able to connect with people but people are finding it easier and easier to be sucked into their phone and to be sucked into the digital world in a sense and not go out and experience uh life as much yeah because obviously life is scary and as you said you've had experiences where you're by yourself and things are going wrong and that can happen but that's part of life life it's, it's one of those things where I kind of it's quite a nice symmetry to the heartbeat you look at a heartbeat on a heartbeat monitor and it's got its ups it's got its downs okay yeah. that's truly living when you're dead it's flat and there's nothing you can't have these moments of joy and greatness without sometimes experiencing struggle and this negativity and all life is I find really about is the ups and the downs you learn from the downs and help bring you up you, you kind of do that you know you, you live off the high of the up but obviously the down is kind of the, the counter of it you know and if you don't go out and experience life and potentially have these uh, amazing and sometimes um, terrible experiences obviously I don't wish anyone to go for something truly horrendous but you know some of the more negative things the, the stressful scenarios and stuff then it makes you really live it really brings it out you know no one wants to it's like having an animal you don't want to have an animal living in this one cage you want to have it living free sort of thing you know yeah. no i mean i yeah i completely i completely get that like there, there's there's actually one video i was just trying to find where it's i i, I really want you to see it because yeah. it's it's this guy talking <laughs> about um travel and not just travel but like life it's itself and 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 how how people move through life and what and what they miss out on and what they uh what they sort of seize and um it's it's just that there's this one quote that really gets me which is um quotation sorry which is it's 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 something along the lines of um planes were built to live in the sky Mm -hmm. right and if if you ignore that for yourself if, if you if you if you live your entire life just in the in the beige as it were in, in the, the beige of, zone. exactly then you never then you never really experience it and um it's such a shame to live a life without never taking off you know that's nice yeah, yeah. and because a plane will never yeah. crash if it's just on the airstrip yeah but yeah. it won't fly it won't, it won't live out its potential exactly. you know yeah that's, yeah, that's you... a very very good that's beautiful yeah you know well you know it's um I would love to keep continuing this chat, but we're coming up to the two and a half hour mark now, <laughs> and it's getting quite late. Just for the listeners, it's about half twelve right now. Like, as not in the day, like it's past midnight. Um, so, uh, obviously, we'll definitely uh, talk again and stuff. But I just thought, if, yeah. if you want to say one, either thing you've taken from traveling, a recommendation, or maybe a little story or something, just kind of like a final little thing for the last few minutes of anything you'd just like to share. Of just, obviously, I know we didn't get to all of the. Uh, all the traveling that you did. Not nearly. You know? no, we've, we've got like maybe about halfway through one travel. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, lots to talk about. We can keep on going. But it's, um, for, for this podcast, we'll just have one more thing. So what what few minutes, Carl, what, what would you like to be the last thing of this podcast? Okay. You know? I'd say that the, the only thing that's stopping you 
from going off and traveling mm. like and when i say you i mean one yeah or anyone who's listening who feels like they want to if they feel exactly. motivated by this in yeah. any way if you ever feel motivated to do anything that isn't horrendous obviously it's like a hobby of yours like me with podcasting just or you with traveling it. just you have no idea like there's only the second episode just a caveat slightly no, sort of golf subject slightly but it's like this tiny thing is me podcasting like it's just been this thing that was building up within me for like weeks and um, maybe months you know thinking about i just want to do something and i was I've having this thing where i want to have this creative outlet in some way mm. and i couldn't get it and i'm only on this only the second episode so far but you know it doesn't matter how many people may or may not listen to this this is truly what i want to do i want to have these conversations with these people with different perspectives yeah. and that's one of the contributing things that's going to make me happy in the long term you know and it's something that podcasting quite small in comparison to things like traveling but it's just anything that you are passionate about making music learning language art traveling literally anything you want to do the only thing is holding you back is you there is no big and small yeah like traveling yeah traveling's my thing yeah podcast is 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 now your thing but it doesn't matter like because that there's it, it it doesn't mean that what what one person does is necessarily bigger than somebody else it's like something like bigger in in terms of um sort of the experience of it like this is it's it's still it's if it's important to you then it's big yeah and you should do it same with like, bad things as well if someone thinks something's wrong with them there's something's bad like something i'll go you know some people will be like oh i've got this issue in my life but there's people starving in the world for example and it's like yeah. just because someone may have either done a bigger in quotations uh sort of accomplishment than you or someone has something more negative in mm. their life than you that doesn't take away from your own that being your own experience in your own life because if we live that way only one person could ever be happy in the world and that'd be the happiest and one person can be sad because they'd be the saddest and that'd be it you know yeah. don't don't compare yourself to others of your accomplishments and stuff because it's, it's an intrinsic your own life it's your journey exactly. you know live your life the way live your life the way uh, you'd want a, a story to be if you were telling a story to someone you know there's our certain you know there's certain exciting parts there's drama there's happy bits there's sad bits you know tell live a life as a story you'd want to tell someone one day yeah that's how i feel about exactly. it exactly life is full it's full of bountiful possibilities and now is the time to reach in and find your new beginning that's beautiful thanks that's man it. <laughs> I mean, that's it. so i think that's where we're going to end now then um so yeah so tj did you uh, did you want to give out anyone uh instagram or anything if anyone's interested in seeing oh. some of your travels yeah i i do have an instagram which i regularly post um cat obviously pictures. <laughs> <laughs> cat pictures and uh other shit that i get up to most it's mostly travel stuff there's there's a few pictures from work on there like my latte art which i've really got into oh recently. yeah latte art that's cool yeah. well, i was gonna say you're so you're going traveling uh at the end of october isn't it Oh uh, yes, yes, okay, yes, I cool. am. So I'm not sure exactly when this podcast will be coming out, but um, if people follow you on there, they'll either be it'll be just before you go traveling, or it's already out um, around there and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. So my Instagram is uh, at that one sketchy bitch <laughs> with uh, underscores between each word. So I'll I'll include that uh, in some of the links as well. With, yeah, um, that's, <laughs> that sketchy bitch. Even that though, one sketchy. That bitch. one sketchy bitch. There yeah. you go. Even though you're certainly not that sketchy. I, I'm a, I'm a bit sketchy. Okay, mate. I've I've killed deer, I've skinned rabbits. Deer, Did, didn't know that about me, did you? Deary me. That's what happened. Oh, mate. That's what happens when you grow up in Devon. But 
you do another, do shit like that. Another story for another day. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sick. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in then, guys. Uh, as I said at the start of the episode, you know, please like us and subscribe and all that sort of stuff and all the social media. Um, share with anyone that you think might find these interesting. And, uh, yeah, next week will be the one with Alex Hart, my good buddy. Uh, we just talk about movies and stuff because we have an Instagram page called uh, I Am Movies, um, which I'll put in the link and whatnot of the episode. And I think I'll put it in the artwork as well. Um, and it's just, you know, movie reviews, uh, cool movie art, some trailers, uh, steelbooks, um, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, we, we post there quite often, so it's quite cool to just check that out if you're interested. And yeah, so the next one's about an hour long, and it'll be about movies. Um, I haven't figured out which one I'm going to release after that, so, you know, might not even be at the end of the next episode. I'm not even fully sure. I've got quite a few sort of, uh, recorded and, um, sort of stockpiled, so yeah, it's going to be an adventure. <laughs>